and welcome to the Dishing with Donna podcast featuring Chef Megan. <laughs> I have got to get a drum roll <laughs> sound effect in here for sure. Uh, so today we have an awesome episode today because one of the things that Megan and I promote and we advocate for is just cooking at home. Cooking at home and playing in the kitchen and not being afraid to cook or not being afraid of recipes or not being afraid to try something new. Yeah, and I think uh, learning to cook kind of in a template sort of way, like you don't have to stick to recipes like verbatim. I mean, right. if you're baking, that's another story. Oh, I don't bake. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 My claim to fame is I don't bake, but, you know. You so, know, it's weird because you would think that, and we've talked about this before, that baking would be easier, but for me, it's not because it's a, a strict recipe, it's strict measurements. Are you saying you don't like to follow the rules? I don't, ah, ah. I don't like to bake. I like to cook with my senses. Right. You know, my sense of smell, my sense of obviously taste, even sight. I can tell, you know, through my sensory um, abilities how to make amazing dishes. Yeah. So there's definitely a difference between baking and being good at that versus cooking Cooking. Cooking right. versus baking. Very yeah. different. Very different. But well, yeah, we obviously, Chef Megan and I, we, I mean, cooking is. <laughs> our thing it's our life and we get paid for it yeah <laughs> it's a beautiful thing when that happens and we wanted to share with you today everybody um three specific different things that we've already planned to bring to the table haha <laughs> no pun intended and share with you different ways to cook these three things and again it's just to give you some ideas it's to get your mind rolling it's to get you hungry out there um, so that you can go and try some of our ideas and suggestions and see what you think yeah and a lot of times it's just really without a recipe or a recipe that is so simple mm -hmm. that it involves one ingredient two ingredients, three ingredients, yeah. or four. You know, like keeping it simple mm -hmm. is the way to go because I think that will get you into the kitchen. It will get you less intimidated in the kitchen right. and follow through. Right. My mom was always, I. one of the reasons I love my mom's cooking is because my whole life I've watched her take a recipe. Mm -hmm. She'll actually cook the dish the exact way that the recipe says and then go, okay, now that I've made it the way the recipe you know, uh, tells you to do, I would rather add a little more of this or I'd rather take out a little bit more of that or, you know what, the recipe didn't say to add this. I think that if I were to add this component in, it would be even better. And then she tweaks it and tweaks it to make it her own. And it's intuitive. Yeah. And once you start getting used to being in the kitchen and you have a template or kind of a recipe as a guide post. Yes. Because sometimes we just don't have the ingredients. You can't find the ingredients. The ingredients are wonky. Or in my, my situation is ingredients you don't like. Yes, that would be you. <laughs> a little bit picky. I, I, I yeah, yeah. Well, my husband always says that a recipe is just a suggestion. That is so right. Right on. Yeah, yeah. And I always tell people, if you have an intuitive sense when you are making a recipe of mine or any recipe, just go with your gut. And then feeling sometimes is actually good as well. Totally because you're like, agreed. okay, now I'll know <laughs> not to do that next time. And yeah. then it, and it just works out. I can't tell you out. how many times, even in my, my professional career of cooking for others and um, catering, that I have... Definitely made mistakes. And I'm like, oh, but wait, okay, so now I know what not to do next time. And right. you can't let that discourage you. And I know a lot of my friends out there who cooking is not their thing. When they do mess up or it doesn't come out right, 
it discourages them and they don't want to do it again. Almost like a source of uh, embarrassment. They're embarrassed. Oh, gosh. And I cannot preach enough. No. Get messy That's in the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is what we teach our kids. You yes. know, come on. It's how you learn. And that's why I call it play in the kitchen. You're going to make a mess. You're going <laughs> to not do something right. And that's okay. And it helps you to learn for the next time. And again, like what I was saying about my mom, tweaking it yeah. to make it your own. And the more you do it, the more knowledge you'll retain and retain mm-hmm. and retain. And the next thing you know, boom. Yeah. So with all of that, let's talk about the three things that we are going to share with you today. Um, the first one is we chose, Megan and I chose salmon. Mm. So it's almost that like we got a, a main dish, which we're going to talk salmon. We've got a side dish that we each have come to the table with cooking very differently today that we're also going <laughs> to taste test today. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is a dessert. So let's kick it off with salmon. All right. It is the most, in my opinion, it's the most versatile fish out there. Well, it is. It's most popular as well. So, yes. Yeah. In terms of being able to be cooked and prepared in so many different creative ways. Creative doesn't mean difficult. Right. And you can get it at all the grocery stores. Yes. And- you can resource everywhere. it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference might be Atlantic salmon versus wild caught or right. something like that. Fresh or frozen. I uh, I went and had a, a tour of a um, inland seafood one time. Yeah. And on the tour, somebody asked the question, what's better, fresh or frozen? He goes, mm-hmm. you're asking the wrong question. Fresh or frozen or rancid? So frozen is not any less quality than fresh because a lot of times these grocery stores will have fresh that has been frozen and now it's frozen already yeah if your fish is bad your fish is bad if your fish is tell (laughs) by the way it smells using your intuition sensory (laughs) (laughs) well what's your favorite way to prepare and make salmon well i love salmon with the skin on okay so i prepare it under the broiler. So I prepare my pan and I put olive oil on it, a little seasoning, and I use spike seasoning for the most part. And spike seasoning is just my, happened to be my favorite seasoning. Okay. And it's got like 37 herbs and spices in oh, it. Wow. And da, da, da. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a Mrs. Dash, could you say, gotcha. you know, something like that. It's all encompassing. And Anyway, first I rub it all in olive oil, both sides. Season the flush side. Mm -hmm. Turn it over. Broil comes down just like, um, kind of like an upside down barbecue grill. Okay. So the broil unit comes down on the fish and broils that skin side. The skin side starts to bubble. Mm -hmm. And then you turn it for the last, you turn the whole piece of fish over for the last three minutes. It's beautiful. You finish it on the pretty side. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Your salmon is done in 8 to 10 minutes. Yeah, it cooks really fast. So great and so yummy. And that olive oil that you put on there, that's going to keep in the moisture Mm -hmm. and the seasoning is just very simple. Mm -hmm. And I call it a plain protein because, you know, you can put a million things with salmon. Oh, for sure. And but. salmon, it has, I mean, it, it can take on so many really great flavors mm-hmm. as well. But I, I mean, it's such a delicious flavored fish in itself mm-hmm. that it doesn't really need much. Like what you're saying, a little butter, a mm-hmm. little olive oil, maybe a little bit of seasoning. And it's already so delicious. But uh, your yours is more of the 
how to cook it, like the mm-hmm. boiling yep. process. Mm-hmm. And now, do you eat the skin, the skin on? I do not, but I've okay. had several clients that love the skin. My husband loves to uh, get it really nice and crispy, mm-hmm. the skin, yeah. and he eats the skin because it's oh, yeah. just a great crunch yeah. along with the soft tenderness of the fish. Oh, yeah. I don't prefer it, but I like cooking with it on because it also keeps it juicy. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's locking in that's the right. juice of the fish, like it's not letting it out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's what to the olive oil on there helps yes. as well, kind of seal that in there. And if you um, do the same thing, baking it, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll do the same preparation, baking it. Got you. Except I'll leave it uh, flesh side up. Yeah. Let nice. it rip. Yeah. I have a simple way and I have a little bit more of a um, more steps kind of way. <laughs> the very simple ways I actually prefer my salmon in a skillet. Oh. The stovetop skillet. Okay. Um, kind of the same as you. I rub it down with a little bit of olive oil. Now, to give it a different flavor profile, I will also drip some soy sauce into it. Mm. And I don't like using garlic powder. I like using fresh cut garlic. But for this particular purpose, I use garlic powder. Mm-hmm. And then I just sprinkle some garlic powder on it. Maybe squeeze a little bit of lemon. That's mm-hmm. about it. Simple. Yeah. So again, a little bit of olive oil, rubbing on the flesh of the salmon, soy sauce, garlic powder and then maybe just a little squeeze of the of the lemon and then you cook it in the skillet same thing probably up four maybe five minutes yep. on either side mm-hmm. on medium so if you're if your stovetop goes from one to ten on the knobs it would be like five mm-hmm. maybe six at most and it is so so good yeah so simple yeah so good and quick simple even if you when you're eating that, it, the digestion process is just like lickety split. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, my other one really quick, and I'll just whiz through this really fast, is it's a, it's a little bit um, more involved, I should say. But tell me what you think, Megan. So I told you this already last week off the air, but now I'm doing it on it. Is you take, some people say phyllo dough, some people say phyllo dough. Mm-hmm. So I always just call it phyllo phyllo. <laughs> Milo Milo. <laughs> tomato tomato. So you take phyllo phyllo dough, you know, like that flaky, flaky crust, um, and you cook your salmon in a skillet or in an oven about halfway, not to the full, and be careful, you don't want it to cook all the way, otherwise when you recook it again, it'll be way too dry. And that's a, that is a key with fish is fish can get really dry really quick, no matter what fish it is. Oh, so yeah. You've got to be very careful. It's delicate. Um, but anyway, you take your salmon, you lay it on top of your filo filo dough square, and then you take, um, I like hummus and mm. I know you love hummus too. Yes. Take a flavored hummus, whether it's an avocado flavored, garlic flavor, it can be bell pepper flavor, whatever flavor you like. And then you take a nice smear of the hummus on top of the fish and then maybe some fresh spinach leaves or maybe some fresh arugula whatever you want and then you take your filo filo dough and you pull it up on top and you just wrap it like you're wrapping a present Mm. you wrap your salmon you put it in a baking dish and you stick it in the oven for about five to ten minutes depending on how long it takes for that filo filo dough to get nice and golden and flaky Mm. megan when you cut into this now this is like a restaurant yeah. Level quality. It's still so easy to cook, yeah. but it's something that you would see almost like on a restaurant menu, something that creative and different with your salmon. Holy moly. It is so, so delicious. Oh. I didn't, is it crunchy then when you, the, with the, the filo dough, filo dough, that is crunchy because it's flaky okay. and crunchy, but yeah. also very delicate. <laughs> you know, it's a very delicate 
flakiness. Uh, but then you have the richness of the salmon inside along with that creamy hummus. And then you get your vegetable leaves, arugula, spinach, whatever. And right. it's just, it all goes together. And it probably looks really pretty. It's beautiful. Picture worthy, yeah. people. Oh. It is Instagram worthy. Time for photos. <laughs> so there's that. So there's again, that. Yum. just so many different ways you can cook salmon. Just try something new, play, and mm. don't be afraid of it. That's right. Right. All right. Moving on. Now let's start with our side dish. Mm. We went back and forth a little bit trying to prepare for this episode. (laughs) What's the side dish we're going to make? What's a vegetable Donna will like? (laughs) That's what we went. That's where we went. That's more like the question. Uh Uh, I I went through like three. You're like, nah, nah. Well, this is going to be fun. You don't like vegetables. But I've come a long way. You have. And one of the vegetables that I have learned to eat recently, like just in this past year, is Brussels sprouts. (laughs) Some people absolutely love them and some people don't. Oh, yeah. I was on the don't side of things for the majority of my entire lifetime until last year. And then you saw the lights. Well, what it was was not this past Thanksgiving 2020, but 2019 Thanksgiving. Hmm. uh, We went and had a Friendsgiving at a... um, somebody's house and she made Brussels sprouts that looked looked visually like nothing I have ever seen so I was actually okay to try it Mm. I tried it and I think I had three helpings oh my gosh fell in love with it demanded to know how did she make it made the recipe must 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 try this because it's now opening the gateway for me to enjoy Brussels sprouts. So that's um, what I have brought for you today. But I see you preparing yours over here for me to try. So you, well, go, you go first. All right. So I have had uh, the distinct pleasure of making this at the Atlanta Botanical Garden. I have a shredded Brussels sprout side dish with garlic, shallots, shredded Brussels sprouts, which oh. I do in the food processor. And I uh, saute that up in a... Uh, I did a cast iron skillet today and a little bit of salt, pepper, and a little bit of uh, lemon balsamic vinegar. And I'm topping it with goat cheese. I'm just putting the goat cheese on. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't remember if you like goat cheese or not. So I I, I kept it off to the side. And then toasted pecans. (laughs) I put them onto the side because, you know, that way you can toss it when you get there. So I'm going to give you a little. Is it cold or is it warm? It's still warm because, uh, I, uh, She's handing it to me now. Yeah. I got smells very vegetable-y. Now go right in the, yeah, go right in the goat cheese in a bite. So, well, yeah. And the pecans, I just put, like I said, I just put those on the side. Should you I don't put, have to have the pecan I in it. A pecan. No, I would I say pecan. No, I would, I would just pecan, do, pecan. do whatever this is that crunch right in the microphone. Let me that, turn that to the side. <laughs> Well, this is um, shredded Brussels sprouts. So I take off the little, you know, the Mm. little stem part. I put them in the food processor down the chute and shred them. And it Mm. happens in like five seconds. It's the fastest thing you've ever done with Brussels sprouts. Now, when you shred them like this, you're also going to be able to digest them better, a lot easier because your body isn't busy trying to break down those little baby cabbages and it's shredded. So it's kind of like it, it, it creates a lot. That's that's only a, a, oh a third of a bag of fresh Brussels sprouts. Can I tell you mm. the goat cheese and the pecan? Yeah. 
I've never had Brussels sprouts like this. Well, never. This is the first time I've ever had it prepared this way. I think there's, is that onion in there? The shallot. Oh, that's the shallot. Mm-hmm. I have shallots in mine. Oh. Um, but and it, I'm not even that big of a pecan person. Usually I have to do it something like this. It has to be in something. I can't just eat them plain. But wow, the sweetness. Yeah. And the savory at the same time. Yeah. This and that's so good. Man. That Sicilian lemon ba- white balsamic vinegar I just drizzled on at the end. And that's kind of what's given oh it that God, little I snap. I so much. So you, <laughs> am I going to have to leave so that good. with you? I'm going to, you can, you can mm. return the Tupperware at another time. I need more goat cheese, but I love yeah. it. Oh, here. There's, there's, oh, no, no, no. it's well, totally on. here. I'm going to eat this when we're done with our, <laughs> when I, when we're done Save with some it, for so. Mia. Oh, yes. Well, she can't have the cheese. No, that's why I put it on the side. Um, uh-huh. So my stepdaughter, Mia, the vegan that we've talked about in past <laughs> episodes, she's here with us uh-huh. today. She's excited to try some of this stuff, too. Yeah. So now those um, Brussels oh sprouts are God, so, so high good. in nutrients, you know, and they're low in calorie, actually. I mean, until you, you know, add all the uh, beautiful things in there. Rich in antioxidants. They help protect against cancer. They're high in fiber. And, you know, hashtag fiber is the new fiber. And... Uh, <laughs> Rich in vitamin K, and that is good for bone health and metabolism and blood clotting and all that crazy stuff. Um, Helps for blood sugar um, balancing and uh, may reduce inflammation. Uh, But the best one, vitamin C. Who knew that green vegetables would have so much vitamin C? And they're super easy to add to your diet. Mm. You can have that as a side dish. Um, The Brussels sprouts, the one bag of Brussels sprouts just from Kroger, Will be like three dinners worth. Oh, it's so wow! Especially when you shred it like this, it like puffs up. So, wow, Megan, seriously, that's so light, and I can only imagine how filling it is at the same time. Probably oh. because of the pecans and the goat cheese. Yeah, so delicious. Yeah, it kind of hits all the parts that you want in a whether it's a side dish or you know you could put the piece of salmon on the Brussels sprouts. Yes, on a big pile, you know. Yes. So. Some, no, I yeah. love it. That's the, I've never had Brussels sprouts like that because now I'm trying them different ways. Yeah. Like the recipe that I brought today and the um, the way that I have made my dish is a completely polar opposite okay. end of the spectrum way that I have prepared Tell me what's my Brussels sprouts for you. So yours are light and airy and delicious. Mine are very savory, very deep with flavor. So mine's kind of layered, okay? The first layer I did is I made bacon. Now you can make turkey bacon, Okay, um, and then you use that bacon grease, not a lot of it, you know, hello, pour most of it out. Oh my God. <laughs> you can use a little bit of it. And then you're going to saute in that leftover bacon grease, shallots, fresh cut garlic, and I cut up fresh sage. Mm. And then you get that going together. And then you put in cannellini beans, or it can be great northern white beans, it can be navy beans, whatever white bean you prefer. It technically could even be garbanzo beans if you mm-hmm. wanted. Just, again, play around. There's no mm. set rules. Um, and I added those. And then the star, which is other than the Brussels sprouts, is pure chorizo. That which is, is like delicious. <laughs> which is a Spanish sausage. So I went to the Buford Farmer's Market mm. and got the legit chorizo. Mm-hmm. And you brown that separately. And then you add that to your big pot. And then what I do once you get all that going together and cook together, my Brussels sprouts. It is time consuming, Megan. 
but it is so worth it. But they're all separate leaves here. That's what I was just about to say. You nailed it on the head. I Mm -hmm. take each individual Brussels sprout and I pull each leaf off of it. It's so delicious. I it, it actually um I took the first bite and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's Sunday morning breakfast on steroids." <laughs> Because sausage in it, the bacon is the bacon in it. first always uh, gives me that Sunday morning feeling. Yes. Easy like a Sunday morning. And then the sausage gives us that spice and that it's like a savory depth. It's, it's like a fiesta. Yeah. Yes. And the greens, <laughs> the Brussels sprouts are just gorgeously green and they don't seem so encumbering. Like, mm. you know, when you have a whole Brussels sprout. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I cut the root off. So if you're listening and you want to try this, you cut the little root stem off at the end, which makes you, allows you to peel each leaf off one by one individually into a nice big bowl. And then you get kind of that core of the Brussels sprout left over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we keep those. And yeah. then we make those Brussels sprouts a whole different way for the next time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is also very leafy as well. And again, it's a little bit more time consuming. That's why if you have children... It's a great thing for them to do and to make get them do the work. Yeah, well, it's like what you've yeah. said before. Get your kids involved with the cooking, and they'll be more apt to eating it. Yeah, then it won't be the scary thing, you right. know, like something green. Right. <laughs> and now, what I think is great too about this dish is you can you can have your salmon, and then my side dish you can eat along with it yeah. as your side. Wow, I love that chorizo. Isn't it delicious? Oh my gosh, that's really delicious. I love adding chorizo. I mean, mm. I'm Latina anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I love adding chorizo to so many different dishes just to give it uh, that whole other like flair. Yeah. Fiesta flair. I grew up without a lot of spice right. in my Minnesota diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I find that I don't want it to be hot spicy. I want it flavorful spicy. Totally so different. I I add cayenne a lot of times. I say mm-hmm. I just wave it over just to get the flavor of it, yes. not necessarily to kick you in the, you know, so. <laughs> but what's neat is also, again, talking about versatility with all of these dishes. Uh, we mentioned my stepdaughter, Mia. She's here today mm-hmm. and she is a hardcore devout vegan. And even though she's young, she's 20, she loves to cook and to mm. bake and she makes the most delicious things. So I made this for her at some point last year, but instead of the chorizo and the bacon, I substituted it with um, tofu mm. and the vegan meat. The fake stuff? The f- yeah, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it's expensive yeah. and I bought it and she loved it. So again, you can you know, make your little twist and turns and, and change yeah. up your recipes and your dishes based on who you're feeding or what you like. Yeah. And mine, you can leave the cheese off if you don't want to have cheese with the goat cheese. So. Cheese makes everything better. Yeah, cheese is fun. <laughs> All right. I All have right. this amazing dessert. Yes. Moving on to dessert. Okay. Oh, but let's tell everybody. First, we had originally said, let's make a dessert using fruit or produce. Yeah. How can we make a dessert using fruit or produce? What did you bring? Well, what did you bring? Well, I technically didn't bring it with oh. me, but it's one of my desserts that I make all the time, and it's kind of what I call a cheater dessert. Okay. 
because you kind of can make it so fast and you can cheat around the corners. <laughs> uh, so you can buy already made, like in bakeries at uh, grocery stores or the fresh market, you can buy angel food cake. Yum. Which is so light. Yeah. So My mom airy. used to make angel food cake. Yeah. It's All actually really easy to make, but if you don't have the time, right. you know, whatever, if you're not, if you're me and you're not a baker, I'm cutting the corners and I'm already buying an angel food cake that's already made, right? Right. I take it. Now I have a trifle dish. And if anybody doesn't know the definition of a trifle, it's a layered dish, usually a dessert, layer upon layer upon layer. And you can see the layers. It's beautiful. It's pleasing to the eye. It's a presentation thing. Mm. So I'll take my glass trifle dish and I'll just take the angel food cake with my hands, my bare hands. I pull it apart into some chunks. I lay that down. I'll take fresh berries. Yeah. Blackberries, strawberries, and blueberries are usually my three to go Okay, berries. And I do a layer of all of those. And then you can, if you want to take the cheating route, the quick route, Cool Whip, whipped cream, whatever, okay. already made, layer of that, done. And then you just do it again. You do oh, each nice. layer over and over again. Easy. Or you can make your whipped cream. You might want to add a little rum to a coconut rum. What? <gasps> My husband does that. He makes coconut rum whipped cream. It's oh, so wow. good. And use that as well to infuse that. But again, super easy, super quick, and yet it's gorgeous. And you feel a little less guilt when you're eating this dessert because... <laughs> It's fresh fruit. Well, you got to get your fruit in somehow. Exactly. So yeah. That yeah. Was, that's mine. So what What did you bring? Okay. So I brought chocolate truffles made with avocado. What? Yes. <laughs> and the produce Yeah. Part. So okay. there's a couple ways you can do the chocolate. So to get melted chocolate, you know, the easy way is to get the chocolate chips, but Sometimes you have to feed the vegan mm -hmm. and uh, get vegan chocolate chips where yeah. are more expensive. Isn't that funny? So however you make your chocolate sauce, you can do that. But you take uh, an avocado, half of an avocado, depending on how big your avocado is. Okay. And some melted chocolate. And you put it in the food processor. Whoosh, ah. And let her rip. Really? And I put a just a little granule of sea salt in there. And then... Put it in the freezer for about 30 minutes, and then I pulled it out, rolled it in cocoa powder. Now, here's the funny. I have not tasted this batch yet. No? No, I, I did not. You're going to taste your yeah. own food for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I'm going to taste these. So they're, they're, they look like little truffles that you would probably buy at the grocery or they at the, the specialty shop. Oh, they smell just like chocolate. Yeah, well, because there's a load of chocolate in there, mm. and... Um, and the natural fat in that is what you're going to want as the mouthfeel. Because okay. when you are using things with chocolate, you want that natural cocoa butter. You want mm. the fat because that's what gives us the gratification of chocolate. If you've ever had a chocolate bar without cocoa butter, mm -hmm. I'm not going to mention any names. But check the label. If Read there's no the cocoa labels. butter in it, it is not going to be luscious and rich. Yeah. Well, hang on. Cheers. Okay. Cheers. 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 Ooh. Let's try it. Hmm. I could use a little more sugar. I don't know. I, I had low amazing. sugar uh, chocolate mm. chips. Okay, first of all, mm. wow. First of all, you cannot taste even a hint of vegetable avocado, which is actually fruit. Mm -hmm. Avocado. Mm -hmm. You can't even taste avocado. And avocado is one of those. Is, is avocado a fruit? Mm hmm. 
Okay, so it's like a tomato. People assume it's a vegetable. Yeah, we use it as a vegetable in this country. It's, so. it's called a fruit. Good to know. That's a that's a good vegetable slash fruit that you can hide mm-hmm. in other things. Yeah, so that you're still getting your body, you're still getting it into your body, but you're not actually tasting it or seeing it. But this, we have to get Mia in here. And this kind of satisfies that little thing. These are the, mm. the size of a, less than the size of a meatball, you know. Mm, <laughs> so, mm, mm, But a lot of times at the end of a meal, you have a nice savory meal, you know, whatever, chorizo, salmon, Brussels sprouts, and then you need that little bit of Sweet something. kick. You know, I, I tend to like to share desserts because I don't want to end up eating the whole thing just because, you know, when you go past the point of 80%, then you're like, oh. Yes. So these are the perfect little answer. These are delicious. Oh, I'm so glad. uh, Can we find this recipe on your site? Yes, we can. (laughs) (laughs) I'm writing it right now. I want to go and I want to make, uh, we have clients that we feed. I've told you guys this uh, listening on the podcast. My husband and I, we have a company called Entertainment Chefs and we do meal prep services for individuals and families. And I want to make your Brussels sprouts with the goat cheese and the pecans because okay. that is so good. And now I want to make these as part of the dessert. And yeah. I don't want to even tell them that it's vegan. I don't want to tell them that there's avocado in it. I just want to see what their response is. Yeah. Because it tastes like something that you would pull out of a like a Godiva truffle bag. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And, I don't want your recipe, Megan. Well, you know, my recipes are all on healthyeating101.com. Mm-hmm. And if you go there, you sign up for the newsletter because you'll be yay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So Healthy Eating 101, also your social media that you continuously keep winning awards for. Mm. Um, Chef Megan 101, her Instagram, Facebook. I'm going to go grab Mia, my stepdaughter, the devout vegan because I want her to taste this right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll get a, a uh, vegan approval. Yes. And then go follow me as well. I'm Dishing with Donna on Instagram. The name of this podcast, Dishing with Donna. Um, so very easy to go find. And uh, again, just let us know what you think. Leave comments. Personal, what do you call them? DMs. What are the kids calling it these days? DM me. DM me. DM me. Direct message. All that good stuff. If you have a topic <laughs> idea that you want to hear us talk about, let us know. But most importantly, I would say spread the word. Yeah. And here's my Venmo account. No. Yeah. <laughs> Tell people about this podcast. Share the link. Show us some love. Um, We're really, really enjoying this. We can always feature uh, people's brands. Yes, Um, absolutely. Food brands. I mean, I've got my Jazz Apple vest on here. There you go. We did the Jazz Apples couple podcasts. That's right, we did. Mm -hmm. Nice. Absolutely. So thank you again for listening uh, to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, is there a song? I don't know. I don't know. Every day of Brussels. <laughs> I've here got my mommy brain on like, I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. And you're over here going, every day a Brussels. I like yours better. <laughs> All right. Bye. Cheers. Bye.